Hello friends, my name is Oluwashina Akonde from Lagos, Nigeria, and you are listening to the Faith Culture Podcast. It's so nice to, um, you know, um, you know, sort of connect with you guys again after, you know, a long break. Happy New Year, by the way. And uh, today on the Faith Culture Podcast, I have with me an amazing guest, uh, a relationship coach, uh, also certified um, relationship coach, actually, uh, who happens to also be, uh, you know, someone who has been greatly involved in the single women's uh, you know, ministry. She's also a lover of Jesus, um, all the way from Bahamas. So it's so nice to have, um, you know, Yvonne Chase on the on the podcast today. Welcome to the show, um, Yvonne. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you. Uh, happy New Year, by the way. Same to you. Same to you. <coughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, okay, so um, Yvonne, um, the conversation before us today. We, it's 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 an important conversation mm-hmm. for many and that is because um you know as christians um you know when we talk about relationship it is one thing that god is um you know it's um he's um interested in you know and today we're talking about why christian marriages um, fail you know mm-hmm. uh, that's a very sad thing i mean when christian marriages fail because mm-hmm. I don't think that is how God has designed, um, you know, our marriages. I believe God right. has, a, you know, a better purpose. But, but, but before we talk about why Christian marriages fail, um, even how do you define um, marriage? Um, if I look at the biblical definition, it's marriage between one man and one woman. It's, um, it is coming together to fulfill God's plan and purpose for your life. I think that it's definitely not something to be entered into lightly. Um, And I think it requires a lot of consideration beyond someone being a Christian. I think that, I think that's where Christians fail. We think that because someone says they're a Christian and that's the beginning and the end of the conversation. Um, And so I think that you need to look into what their faith means to them. I think it's important to find out when someone became a Christian, how they became a Christian, because some people think becoming a Christian is going to church every Sunday and getting baptized, you know? And um, so I just, so I think that, um, you know, God created marriage. He created it, you know, in the beginning of Genesis, he said that it wasn't good for man to be alone. He would create a suitable helper. That was the woman. And, um, and creating and saying that man shouldn't be alone, it offers companionship and relieves aloneness of a woman as well, right? Yeah. And so <clears throat> that would be just my bare bones um, explanation of what I think marriage is. Um, um, cool stuff. You know, I loved um, something you said. I mean, Christian marriage or marriage in the context of, um, you know, of, um, of us as Christians is more than, you know, the coming together of um, two church goers. You know, it's actually it's actually more than that. I mean, the fact that you get you go wedded in church doesn't make your marriage um, a Christian marriage. Right, yeah. right, right. And some people, again, yeah, that's a good point. And some people, again, they just think that because someone goes to church and because someone calls themselves a Christian, that they are. And I think you have to look beyond the label and see how is it manifesting in your lifestyle, right? Because Christianity, it's a way of life. It's a way of being, you know, it's, it's, it's more than a label. It's more than going to church. Going to church is something we do 
to grow our faith, but it's about a relationship. It's not about religion. It's not about doing things. It's about relationship and how is that relationship changing you and um, affecting your life, affecting your decisions, affecting how you manage your day, right? So it's it's an all-encompassing lifestyle. It ought to be, anyway, in my estimation. Yeah, um, great stuff, um, Yvonne. Um, just one more question before we sort of dive in, um, you know, into the topic today is the question of um, what really differentiates a Christian marriage from a non-Christian marriage? Well, I think we have the Bible, right? So God created marriage for Christians, and so we have the Bible, and we have a manual that tells us how to do this thing, and, and we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to empower us, and we also have that indwelling to help us um, choose and make the best choice because God, as I said in my blog post, God is not going to say, well, you should marry this person. Maybe sometimes he does, but you're not going to open the Bible and it tell you this is the kind of person you should marry, right? There's no scripture. You're not going to go to Psalm 23 or Psalm 55 and there's going to be a listing. But if you read the entire Bible and you put everything into context, it, yeah. it, there's much wisdom on how to make this choice. Yeah. And then once you make that choice, there's much wisdom on how to um, maintain a marriage that honors God. Um, Yvonne, do you think um, God designed Christian marriages to sort of um, get to a point whereby it is possible for it to fail? No, he wouldn't design it that way. That would not be a part of his design. It happens, and, and it happens for many reasons. You know, a lot of people get married for the wrong reason. A lot of people, especially in Christian culture, they get married because it's the thing to do. Many get married because they want to have sexual intercourse. Many get married because it's what their family expects. You know, so there are many reasons why people um, marry and many reasons why it fails. Um, I mean, thank you so much. Uh, because, I mean, when you, you, you I mean, that, that for me speaks to the foundation of your marriage or the foundation of coming together. The foundation is not um, concrete. If the reason for getting uh, married to someone is not um, genuine, you know, it, of course, yeah. it is very easy for such a union to hit the rock. All right, but now let's come to the um, conversation proper. Um, why Christian marriages fail? Um, Yvonne, what, what, from your own experience, from your own observation, and of course you, you wrote about the Megan and Devon uh, mm -hmm. broken marriage, you know, very sad one, you know, but from, from all of this and all of, what, what would you say is the, is the reason why um, good Christians, you know, who, who, who tend to come together, you know, still um, experience a failed marriage, considering the amount of resources that is at their, at their disposal. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know about a good Christian versus a bad Christian, but, you know, if I were to use that couple, Megan and Devon, as an example, and the things that I mentioned in that post. So, for example, if he is adamant about not marrying an actress, a smoker, and a drinker, you can't say that God told you to do those things because God wouldn't tell you to do that. God is not going to tell you to participate in things that defile your temple where his Holy Spirit lives. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so I think that people, they try to fit a square peg into a round hole. They try to, you know, 
every person that I know that is either unhappily married or divorced, all of the evidence was there before they got married. It was there. And somehow people think that marriage is going to change it. Marriage is going to make this person change. Marriage is going to make this person want children. You know, there are hard deal breakers, you know, that people try to make a deal with. If somebody doesn't want children, you're not gonna, it's not your responsibility to change their mind. You know, if somebody, I, I detest smoking. There's no way God is going to tell me to marry a smoker. And if he did, I'm not doing it because I can't stand it. Like I literally have a visceral reaction to somebody smoking around me. I don't like the smell. I don't want it in my home. Even if they were to smoke, I've met guys that say, oh, I smoke, but I'll smoke outside. You know, I won't, I won't. The, fume, the, the fumes are coming with you. It's in your hair, it's in your skin, it's in your clothing. So that's just one example. That's, that's not negotiable. And so I think that... I think that we have to remember that. We have to remember that um, what's important to us, you know, and what, because again, this is a, this is a lifelong decision you're making. You know, this yeah. is not about, oh, well, they like to, I don't know, eat popcorn for dinner and I like to eat a, a full meal. I mean, that's, that's trivial. But when you're talking about values and when you're talking about vision and when you're talking about life purpose, you have to be on the same page in the same book. Just be going in the same direction, you know. Um, if we're going to go somewhere together, we got to go together. Now, if we're going to get there separate, then you go that way, I go this way, we'll get there eventually. But if we're going together, then we have to walk together and be on the same page. Wow, wow, great stuff. Okay, so if we hear you well, you 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 sort of um, seem to be saying that um, you know differences that that were, that were not well communicated, that were not, um, or okay, disalignment, or I should put it that way, in, um, in, in personalities could um, be one of the major reasons why Christian marriages um, still fail. Yeah, and I, and I also think that, I think again, you know, um, I don't know, I just think that people there's a readiness that needs to come with it. And um, again, you gotta be clear on who this person is and what they want, you know, and what you want. And, and if you can see that happening long-term, you know, there's, if it's not, there's a reason why we call these things deal breakers and non-negotiables, you know? And these are, again, they're traits of the, you know, of the relationship, not necessarily of the person, right? Because you don't have to change your personality to be in a relationship. God made you that way for a reason, right? So your personality is what it is. But now, if you if you say that you, you, you know, I've seen couples where, okay, one guy, the guy is settled in his life. He's settled in his career. He's ready to be married. He's ready to, um, he's clear that he wants children. No guessing, he wants children, he wants a family. This is the vision that he sees happening for his life. And he'll meet a beautiful woman and they'll start getting to know each other. And she's on the fence about whether she wants children. They don't necessarily have the same vision for how they want their life to look. Of course, it's gonna end in divorce, which it did. 
right? For another, not this couple, but for another couple that I know personally. And so um, there needs to be clarity about your non-negotiables. And I think, you know, the Bible talks about vision, right? Writing out our vision and making it plain. I've sat in premarital class twice. And one of the questions um, the counselor asked was, um, What's the purpose for your marriage? And, and and he one of the things he gave us to do was write a mission statement. And um, those two, you know, those are the reasons I'm not married because we realize we're not going in the same direction. We don't want the same things. So, um, yeah, that's a long trip around answering the question. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, um, back to your blog post um, just to take um, I mean for anyone who haven't um, read your blog post you can find uh, that particular blog post on um, evonchase.com should I put it in the chat? Pardon? should I put a link in the chat? or? okay I have it but I'm going to put it in the description okay, once. okay good, good, good. Okay. Um, you can actually catch this um, blog post on, just check the description box it will be there um, evonchase.com um, yeah Okay, so um, you know, looking at the blog post, there was something that was said. He said, why divorce if there is no one at fault? And what does this is the next best chapter in the evolution of our love mean? You know, uh, I've also had a, a couple of other things that, um, you know, Christians say when they get to divorce, stuff like irreconcilable, uh, irreconcilable differences, mm-hmm. you, know, uh, you know. But, but uh, what do you have to say about that? About what specifically the statement? Okay. Or? Yeah, yeah, about, about the statement, yeah. And the other statement that you know Christians make, like, uh, oh, we're, we're going separate ways with, um, due to irreconcilable differences. And I know, just so, think that, yeah, that's a, a Devon said their marriage was irretrievably broken. That was the, that was the reason he gave. And um, if. If there's no reason to divorce and it's no one's fault, then why why are you getting a divorce, right? And I think people, Christians, we we have to do this thing different. We have to we 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 can't. Somebody left a comment on the post. Ouch! I'm gonna read it because I think a part of what she said is so great. And she said that it's so sad when people divorce and act like it's God's will. Right. And that's clearly what I get when I hear them talk about why they're divorcing. Um, and I and I think that's the travesty of it all, because this this um, brand of Christianity that some people are selling, it's false um, and it needs to be stopped because, you know, um, I don't believe it's God's will for them. People will put God in anything to justify their choices, their decisions, the things that they want to do, but they know that they ought not to do. So, but when you put God on it, it, it sounds great. Oh, God told me to do this. Yeah, you know? And, um, and so I think that, I think I have a friend that's been married for over 25 years. Him and his wife, they're not Christians. And um, I remember asking him, and they've had their share of problems. Anybody that's married has had their share of problems, right? Personality conflicts, not getting along, arguments, you know. And and I said to him, 
I said, how come you, and he's, he's talked, I said to him, how come you haven't divorced? And he said, because I made a commitment. I made a commitment and um, I'm a man of my word, I'm honoring my commitment. And him and his wife, they're figuring it out. You know, they are working through their issues. No, issues, no, no, no greater issues than any other couple, of, any other married couple is having. I think, I mean, you put two people together that haven't been together before under one roof, they're going to have challenges. They're going to have conflicts. It, it could be big, it could be small. You know, at one point in his marriage, his wife got gravely ill. She almost died. So that put a tax on their marriage. She was in the hospital for about four months. Um, my own brother was in a very difficult marriage. He got really sick in his marriage of 17 years, and he died at a very young age. And that was, um, uh, um, that destroyed their marriage, you know, because people get married and I don't know, they're watching too many romantic comedies or they're watching too many movies and they think that, you know, marriage is going to be amazing and it's, every day is going to be great. Um, and I don't know why anybody would think that because even when you're single, every day is not great, right? Life is still happening. You know, we just, we're, we're living in a pandemic. And I think that even now in the pandemic, people have been forced to deal with their marriages. Yeah. You know, they've been stuck in the house with their spouse, whereas maybe they weren't before the pandemic. You know, they're going out to work, they're doing activities. So, you know, they get to avoid and be invasive around a lot of things, right? Um, I have another friend who's in a difficult marriage and um, him and his wife have two children. And, you know, I've talked to him repeatedly. He's gone to therapy on his own, but I'm like, okay, now you and your wife go together, you know? And he's uncovered a lot of things in his marriage that, that, um, that had he known prior, he wouldn't have gotten married. And so I am currently getting my master's in marriage and family therapy. And one of the things I talked to him about was do, you know, was doing um, assessments that really let you look at what people come from, you know, what, what's, what's been going on in their families through the generations, you know, so that you know, because we're all affected by what we come from, you know, yeah. and some of us, some of us are more clear on that than others. And so we're able to work through that before we even try to join with somebody. And, um, but I think that when people say irreconcilable differences, they're just tired of trying. They're trying on their own. Nothing's working. And they're like, you know what? I'm out of here. Life is too short. You know, I want to enjoy the rest of my life, you know, without stress. And I'm gone. So. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. So, um, you know, I, uh, I'm aware that you you know um, Devon, you know, personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and there was also something you said that sort of um, struck me. And that is the fact that it is possible for marriages that are probably ended in divorce, uh, you know, that shouldn't have ended in divorce, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, okay, so uh, I don't, I, I'm trying to look at how, you know, to, um, you know, to, to hear you share your thoughts on this. So what, 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 what can couples, you know, do differently, you know, I mean, I mean, if, for example, you had a chance to speak with Yvonne and you say, okay, you know, say, you're married, I don't think it should have ended it because, and this is why I think it shouldn't have. And I mean, so, but look at that and then answer this question now, 
you know, uh, holistically and to other people who are probably listening, uh, you know, they're already considering divorce. So what, what, what should they expect? What should they do differently in order to make their marriage end the divorce? I mean, this is for marriages that shouldn't actually even end the divorce, yeah? And then I'm also going to ask you another question. Okay, at what point do you know that say marriage, a marriage is, um, you know, is destined or not destined, but a marriage should sort of lead, I mean, divorce should be the um, answer to, you know, to, to a particular uh, marriage, yeah. Okay, so wait, what's the first question? Yeah, so if you had the chance to speak with Devon and, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, that you don't think his marriage should have ended in divorce. And, uh, also, no, I'm not saying, no, I'm saying, no. What I said is that he wouldn't be getting a divorce if he didn't get married in the first place. Okay. Right? I remember when, I remember when, <laughs> so I met Devon at a book signing at my friend's house. And so we got a chance to talk and connect. And I've seen him preach. He's prayed with me a couple of times. And uh, my friend, she actually wanted to introduce us to each other in a romantic way. She, she, she was, you know, like, maybe you all should date each other. I remember telling him, I said, I don't know. I said, he wants a light-skinned woman. Um, and, um, <laughs> and I remember she and I, when she, she was like, he's dating on Megan. And I said, really? And we had a long conversation about that from the standpoint of, we know him to be a Christian. We don't know her to be a Christian. You understand what I'm saying? And and I remember telling my friend, I was like, you know what? I wish I could have a conversation with him and tell him not to do that, not to not to go into this marriage, because it's doomed for failure. Um, you know, Devon wants children. He wants a family. Megan doesn't want that. She she she's made it clear that she's on the fence about it. She had to come around. You don't you don't marry someone. Like you don't, you don't, it's it's not a, I wouldn't care if her name was Karen or Lisa, Michelle, forget about Megan. Again, if you want children, you have to marry someone that wants it in the way that you want it. It's too big of a risk to say, well, oh, well, maybe when I get married, I'll change my mind. But what if they don't? What if they don't change their mind? And now you're stuck in a marriage where you want children. And the only way you can have your children is if you divorce this woman. You understand what I'm saying? And so um, I would say to him, next time around, stick to what you want. If, if, if you want this, you don't want that, you know, and your values are leading you and you're trying to create a certain kind of relationship, stick to it. Because otherwise, this to me, this could have been avoided. And, and, and again you know when they got together you know it was all this calm because nobody i i don't know i i never i've been i've worked in the entertainment industry a long time i was at the jumping the broom premiere when he and megan came out to the public and um i've never heard anything about her being a christian before she got with devon like ever you know people in hollywood know her to be the opposite so it's like, how do you all of a sudden, it's almost as if you're playing a part to be in this marriage. And you know what happens when you play a part. It becomes exhausting after a while. You just want to be yourself, whatever that is, whatever part you're playing, whether it's a Christian, a kind woman, you know, a submissive person, you know, a happy person. After a while, it's like, I'm just, I just need to be myself, yeah. you know? And so... Um, and he's a Seventh-day Adventist, so he's going to church on Saturdays, etc. I just think that there was too much there that wasn't in alignment. Mm. 
And so nobody is shocked at the, at the results of this. You know, they're, they're non-Christian people who had said that they are unequally yoked. So even non-Christians know how we're supposed to come together in marriage because they're watching us. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so people were like, oh, well, we're surprised this lasted for even for nine years. You know, so I would tell him, look, don't don't move on these things. If these things, whatever they are, are important to you and they're value based and they're characteristics of the relationship, not the person, you need to hold fast to that and you need to trust God to bring you that. But Devon lives in Hollywood. He's compromised a lot, you know, and so there's other variables inclusive in that. You know what I mean? Um, It's very difficult. I've lived in Hollywood. It's very difficult to, as a Christian person, an uncompromising Christian person. Now, you can get really far if you're willing to have one leg in and one leg out. But when you put both of your feet together and you stand 10 toes down and you say, I am a Christian, I am filled with the Holy Spirit, these are my beliefs, etc., it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you a lot. So... That's what I would say to him. Like, be be authentic in your faith, and don't toe the line, and you know, um, hold fast to, you know, this criteria, whatever it is. Thank you so much, Ivan. Okay, so um, just um, as we bring this to a wrap, I just wanted to speak to. Um, intending couples. I mean, you, 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 you are, you are a counselor. You, you've been involved in dating, um, mm-hmm. you know, counseling, all of that. So, um, you know, we have intending couples listening to this conversation, and they are Christians, and they don't want, um, you know, uh, a repeat of, um, you know, of a failed uh, marriage. You know, mm-hmm. uh, what would you advise them to sort of? Uh, what kind of what sort of conversations would you advise them to have in order to prevent, uh, you know? Um, failure in marriage. Okay, so they need to be looking at their family of origin, the kind of family they come from. They need to be looking at their parents, their marriage, um, generational behaviors and patterns that are productive and that are and that are destructive, right? Because we are what we come from, right? And it's our responsibility to know that and then to work on those things that you know are great and, and work on those things that are not. Right. Um, and family of origin is very important. You know, you want to look at the history of, 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 of relationships in your family. Is there a lot of happily married or people separated or are they divorced or are they are they in broken marriages? So you want to look at that. And I and I, I also believe that you want to um, get clear on who you are and, and God's plan for your life, his the gifting he's given you, the talents, abilities you know, your your purpose in the world, right? Because you want to know that you're coming together with someone that's in alignment with that. And even if, if they're not, that they are that they can um, support that. Like they're not going to be a distraction to that, right? Um, and I also think that if you're thinking about getting married, that you should get some premarital therapy before you even get engaged. Because... Um, when a couple is engaged already, they have really made a big financial investment. Oftentimes, yeah. there's a ring has been purchased. There's down payments on 
venues and they've got invitations ready and dresses are booked and venues. And then they get into this counseling and it's like, wait a minute, this is not going to work. And they're not going to walk away because of the financial investment. Both times that I said in premarital counseling, there was no financial investment, which is why, and in the first, first, um, um, the first time it was an eight week course at my church. And by week five, the guy just got like cold feet. He shut down and disappeared. And which, which was great because that's what you want. That that's you, you want to see these behaviors before you join your life with someone. Do you understand? And so if you can, any couple listening, if you're thinking about getting married, find a therapist and have these conversations about your family of origin, about, you know, the history of relationships in your family, how you were raised, communication styles, conflict resolution. Those are the things that people argue about in marriage and in relationships. You want to have conversations about finance, you know, um, who's spending, who's saving, how are we doing this? What's your, what's your ideas about money? You know, um, so I say do all of that before you spend any money. And once you feel like you have, because it's not about um, perfection, but you want to make sure the right ingredients are there. And you, want, you don't want to build your house on sand, right? Because life is, life is challenging. You want to build your life on a solid foundation so that when the wind comes, it withstands it. Wow, and I think that's the way to that's that's the way to do that to really have those conversations starting with what you come from your family history your one of the things we do in in, in, in marriage and family therapy is a genogram and it is a straight um, outline of the emotional health of your family and it looks at relationships it looks at chronic illness it looks at um, who's engaged. It looks at socioeconomic status. Like it really looks at the health of the family that you come from. So imagine two people do this together. Like you're getting to see, you know, what you're joining with. If you choose to join with this, continue to join with this person. So that's, you know, once I get my, complete my degree, that's the work that I want to do. I want to off because churches, my friend that's in a difficult marriage, he's a Christian. And we talk about it all the time. And he says, you know, if he would have done premarital therapy instead of counseling, because churches aren't equipped to, um, they don't have the assessments. They don't have the, it's out of their scope of experience, right? They don't have, they can pray with you. They can show you Bible verses, right? And that's fine. But you also need the other, the human, you need the other side of it that really looks at the individual and how these two people are going to merge together. So those are, that would be my recommendation. If you're, if you're thinking about getting married, don't spend any money yet. Have some conversations, you know, have some important conversations. Well, well I'm sure um, someone listening will find that very um, helpful. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Okay, so... Um, Okay, so this is probably be my last question. And okay. Then, okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, you can let yourself someone listening and, uh, you know, uh, maybe already married and, you know, they're thinking of um, divorce. 
and probably listening to this and they're not sure if they should move on with it or they shouldn't uh what would you are there are there things to like look out for to say okay this marriage should actually um you know just um you know should be called off or are there i mean so what would you say i mean what do you have to say about that because you know some persons are i mean they're already considering divorce already and sure. you know i mean but they're just having one tiny thread just holding them back and they don't know if that's the right thing to do but mm-hmm. they should go on. so what, what what should what should be the focus for considering divorce so for putting on and trusting god if there is any kind of abuse verbal physical emotional spiritual leave I didn't say get a divorce I said leave because that's unacceptable so if you're in that situation get go to a place of get to a place of safety so that you can uh, protect your mind protect your heart god did not create any of us to be abused in any way so if if it's abuse leave um and again leaving doesn't mean divorce leaving does mean getting to a place of safety and then once you get to a place of safety you find yourself with a therapist and you walk through that and you make your decision yeah. so that's 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 my hard stance on abuse i don't i i have no tolerance for it no acceptance of it it's unacceptable and um leave get to a place of safety if you are thinking about divorce for other reasons and oftentimes it's couples not getting along and not seeing eye to eye again there's a place for counseling and there's a place for therapy right find a good therapist you want to go to counseling you you know i i remember um talking to a christian therapist and he said to me that churches aren't necessarily equipped to handle the issues that people have in their marriage and so he tells churches that if you have talked to a couple more than 3 times send them to a therapist because you can't handle it's out of your scope right and so i say that find a good therapist if it's one of those things where you want children and the other person doesn't you got to move along it's not it's never going to work it's never going to work it's an unfortunate divorce but it's never going to work um you don't think they should consider probably adoption or something well it, again again right there's a difference between if a person if a mother wants to experience having children physically that's adoption is not going to solve that so there's so so again there's different ways to create a family and that's why you have to be really clear if a person wants to have a family you need to ask them and this is for single people what does that mean to you are you talking adoption are you talking a surrogate if we can't do it naturally are you talking ivf are you talking a foster kid what are you talking about because i need to make sure we have the same understanding there's different ways to create a family you know what i mean um if somebody wants to be once if a woman wants to carry a baby you know and um and adoption is not going to be the fix be the answer for that so you know in in that instance yes adoption it's always an option but for some people they don't want that you know what i mean and so again i just you know if you're in that place where um i had a friend unfortunately i have a lot of friends that are just i mean 
you know, they've got kids. One of my friends stayed in a marriage for a long time and he was like, you know what, I left finally because I, I don't want my daughter seeing us not getting along. We're not sleeping in the same room. We're modeling bad relationship behavior to her. This is not what I want her to see. And, you know, and when you go to therapy, you gotta be honest, you know? You have to both be honest if, if, if this is going to work. And so I think it depends on what the issues are, you know, but I always say, find a therapist and see what you can and see what's possible between you and your spouse. But if you're getting abused, leave, leave, pack your bags or with the clothes on your back and go get to safety and then figure out therapy, counseling or whatever. Do not stay in an abusive marriage of any kind. Wow, awesome, awesome. This has been very insightful. Thank you so much, um, Yvonne. Uh, what are your final words on the topic tonight? My final words are, be honest with yourself about, for singles, why, if you're thinking about getting married, why do you want to get married? What do you think marriage is going to do for you, right? Are you, are you getting married because you want to feel better about yourself? Are you getting married because it's what your parents expect? Are you getting married because it's what society expects? Are you getting married because you want to have sex? Because, you know, so be real clear about why you're making this decision. And then take the time to be honest about what your non-negotiables are, right? And... That, that's the point of non-negotiables. It makes dating easy, right? If you go on a date with a guy and, you know, he says he never wants to be married, you know, just the idea of, you know, being locked down forever, that's not your person. So it's like, oh, we had a great date. Thank you. And we're not doing this again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I, I, I think people need to just get real clear on what those non-negotiables are and the kind of relationship they want to create. And um, and stop putting God in places where he doesn't belong. God is never going to tell you to marry a woman that lives with a thousand cats and you have an allergy to cats. Like, that's I don't serve that kind of God. I, I mean, what is that? <laughs> I don't serve that kind of God. He's not, what would be the point of him telling me to do that, to deliver her from her cat? That's not my, that's not my, my responsibility. If she likes a thousand cats, have at it. You know what I mean? Um, so, um, yeah, I think, yeah, those are my final words. Why are you doing this? Why, why, why do you want to be married? Um, and, and then prepare yourself. Like everybody's looking outward. He's gotta be this and she's gotta be that. Well, what are you, what are you, how are you showing? Are you ready? Do you have good communication skills? Can you handle conflict? Do you have the ability to be vulnerable and to really be transparent? You know, um, so yeah. You know, get your house um, in order. And I, again, I'm not talking about having all the ducks in a row, having a certain amount of money in the bank. And I'm not talking about any of those things because you and I both know all of that is subject to change. We had a pandemic that destroyed people's lives. People lost their jobs. People had to live off of their savings. People had to, you know, rely on other sources. So I'm not talking about any of those things that are subject to change. You know what I mean? You want to be with someone that can show you that when life changes they have the capacity and the skill set to change with it because it's going to change the wind is going to blow mm -hmm. you know what i mean storms yeah. are coming they're coming it's not if it's when so when the storm comes what are we going to do are we going to lean into each other are we going to lean on our faith 
or are we gonna pit ourselves against each other, tear our house down with, our, with both of our hands? And I don't think people understand, and I think about my brother's marriage a lot. He got really sick in his marriage and it could have been handled in a way that brought them closer together. But it came out of the blue, it wasn't expected, right? Yeah. And, you know, and so, and so these are the types of conversations. There's enough of life has happened to give single people things to talk about, mm -hmm. right? You're dating someone. Okay, we're in a pandemic. What happens if you lose your job? What, how are you handling your mental health living at home alone? You know, if you're single, well, like, what are you doing? What are you, so enough of life has happened to give us information about things we want to be talking about. Because the wind is coming. The storm, it's coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? And beyond being a Christian, you know, you, you definitely, I think you need to ask someone, when did you become a Christian and how? Do you know how many people are stumped by that question? They don't know how to answer it. I can tell you, I became a Christian at the age of 16. I was at church. I was sitting in the last row up against the wall. I walked down the aisle and said a prayer. That was the beginning. That was the beginning. But then it's been a lifelong journey of me attending church and reading the word and allowing the Holy Spirit to change my life and growing, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So you can't just take it at face value when someone says, oh, I'm a Christian, I go to church. That means nothing. I mean, all kinds of people go to church. Molesters, yeah. abusers, rapists, killers. <laughs> they all go to church. Liars, thieves. So I just think that, you know, we need to be clear on why we want to be doing this and then get clear on our non-negotiables and the kind of relationship we want to create and the kind of person we need to be to create that kind of relationship. And don't be putting God in places where he's not. Oh. Just don't do it. Wow. <laughs> Thank Devon you so much. did that. <laughs> and we see the end result of that. Oh, very sad. Very sad. Okay, thank you so much. Um, I mean, this has been an enriching conversation. And, uh, yeah. And I really want to thank you so much for um, being vulnerable, uh, for being yeah. willing to give all of yourself to us uh, on this <laughs> podcast. Um, thank you so much and God bless you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, guys, uh, that is all we have for you today on the Faith Culture Podcast. I believe you have been um, inspired. You have been um, you know, you've got a lot of insight in on how to pursue your relationship if you're a single person and if you're already married. I mean, you, you've listened to uh, some of the things that Yvonne have said. You can please listen to this episode over and over again. You know, make some mm -hmm. assessment, seek therapy, seek counseling. Don't just, um, you know, um, just don't just, um, you know, think you can handle all of these things alone. You know, you need therapy, you need counseling, you need the support mm -hmm. of church and all of that. I mean, it's been an um, insightful conversation and I trust that you have been mightily blessed um, by this episode. Yes. Uh, yeah, if you have anyone who... Okay, you'd love to say something, even. No, I was... No, I'm just missing to you. Just, I said... I mean, you, you said you were going to put the links to my website over there, Okay. Right? Yeah. All yeah. right. 
okay so if you have anyone who uh, you know you would love to listen to this episode please um do us a favor share this episode with them let them also be blessed uh, right and if you have been listening to this um, podcast for a while i want to say thank you so much if you have just um you know stumbled on this podcast as well i want to say welcome to the faith culture podcast it's really nice uh you know uh, sharing this um, platform with you all all right so uh, for more about uh, my guest today yvonne chase um i'm going to be putting the you're going to be um you know just check the description box you're going to find um, details about our website or how to where to follow our um, Twitter uh, or any other social media platform that she's on uh she's going to be a blessing to you i promise you i promise you <laughs> I've been really nice uh, speaking to you today until i come your way next yeah. time keep your faith alive god bless you God thank bless you. you thank you Just-